Happy New Year. If you're hearing this, you have made it through the obstacle course that was 2020. Now, no one promised us that 2021 was going to be any better. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. However, I think it's going to be a good year. It's definitely going to be a busy year, certainly for Beeler Tech and our partners, and I think for the industry as a whole, which is why my first guest of the year is Brendan Rorden Buttersworth. I cut up with Brendan to ask him what he is focused on in the identity conundrum we all face. We had some fun with this conversation. I think you'll enjoy. Hey, I'm Rob Beeler. This is BeelerCast. On with the show. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So I am here with Brendan. So Brendan, let's catch up. It's been, it's been a while, you know, seen you in person in a long time. I, I, I've noticed, I noticed some of some recent calls we've been on that the, the white, the white sunglasses are gone. What, what, whatever happened to the white sunglasses? Well, I just wasn't getting the supply anymore. I mean, I, I did my time at IAB and, and seriously, my first trip with IAB was going down to their annual leadership meeting. And there was a pair of white sunglasses in my hotel room and I put them on because I needed to keep my long hair out of, out of the way. Yeah. And it became a thing. Uh, you know, the suit, the sunglasses, that was the style that just came real natural for, for IAB. And you know, seven years after that, I'm like... I need, I need a break. I need, I need to, to move on to the next phase of life. And I need uh, to, so. I need to find out what Zach was it. Oh shoot. What was it? The guy who wore the red t-shirts everywhere he went. Right. Oh, like, like again, you, that was a staple. Like I would it, know where you were <laughs> with those glasses. Same as what I'm wearing my outrageous jackets, right? There's yes. something about going like, we, this is, this is part of what we do. We all need a personal brand and I'm, I'm trying to figure out my next one, you know, with this consulting thing that I'm doing these days, but you know, it is definitely that I'm, I'm looking at your website, Beeler.tech and, and loving the, the, the personality that you've put into that. It's not just another square space blog. <laughs> I, I I've invested and, and for good and for bad, you know, with what, comes <laughs> like that. So, so it's, it's great to catch up with you. And I think one of the, you know, things that I wanted to catch up with you about has been some recent conversations you and I have been a part of David Cohen from has been kind of bringing us together to talk about these things. And it's just, obviously this is such a critical time right now <laughs> in terms of the infrastructure, the technology, however you want to put it around our, our entire space, right? Mm. From identity to just the decisioning and so forth. And I know it, you've been focused on this, which is what I love. Cause I get to, I am, I'm the, the bounce around all the topics guy. <laughs> and then I read something you do like you've, you know, and again, I'll, I'll share it with this. Like you've put together a deck walking through some pieces of this and you've been starting to write about this, which is what we need. Mm. Right. We need someone to sit there and wrap our ideas around. So that's why I want to do this podcast with you. Just get you on the, on the line and let's talk through some of, uh, of this and what you've been focused on. So t tell me about some of what is going on right now that you're putting your most mental effort toward and trying to solve. Well, I appreciate it. And, and definitely really appreciate being here. And I think that, you know, it is a, a time of change in the industry. I think there's, whether that change is iterative or seismic or whether it's revolutionary is, is yet to be seen, but there's, you know, there's definitely been an, a lot of opportunities to learn and for us tech guys to, to get deep into some real neat ideas. 
Yeah, well, I like that you're not starting with apocalypse. Right? So that's, <laughs> that, that's the headline piece of this. To there's a lot. Again, I, I think I think that there's definitely major change, right? But yeah. to, to kind of hear you sit there and go like, well, there's little <laughs> way that we might want to just sit there and think about that that we could do that. So so yes, yeah, so where where is that where is that thinking and where is that your conversations led you to? So the, the, the big one these days is the rug being pulled out of identity out from under us with regards to identity, that third-party cookies, which have been such a staple in the industry, such a, such a foundational piece for, for everything, are going away. And the way that that impacts measurement and anti-fraud and you know, targeting and all those different scenarios, suddenly that, that key piece that tied everything together is on track to disappear. And you know, it, it's one that it, you know, when Safari was saying, well, no, you can't have third-party cookies, that was that was an impact, but it wasn't that bad because you know, Chrome was doing it and Chrome you know, has a bit of market share still. <laughs> well, every, everyone that was buying based off those cookies just shifted to Chrome yeah. and the supply is there. Yeah. You don't feel it. Um, but, but, publishers but, felt it, by the way. Publishers I, could tell you exactly what the, by browser <laughs> what their revenue numbers look like. So yeah. Yeah. yeah and that, this is this is the, the, the change now that you know, Chrome has gone and said, look, they're, they're going away. And you know, so there, there have been a, a growing number of solutions out there that are saying, well, here's how you go from third-party cookies to a, a cookie-less or an alternative to cookies type solution. And there's been a lot of interest in understanding exactly how those solutions work. And you know, I think the, the identity deck that I put together and the conversations that we've had within, within, the, within the groups that, that we both overlap in have have really been about that of understanding what what can be done and how it how it's probably being done in that space. So diving in, there's really if you don't have cookies, there's really only a few ways of having a consistent identifier across you know, across websites, and those are you, know, you can do fingerprinting, which people have been doing for a long time, but it's not. Not great. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was going to say, like, do I, is this where I jump in with a comment? You're like, well, that's not, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's just a matter of cutting, that's on the cutting room floor at some point, right? At some yeah. point that, you know, but again, people will come up with ways, or, you know, to fingerprint without saying fingerprinting, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it is when it comes down to it, it's, it's probably knowing that they're the same person or, you know, the same householder or that type of thing. We had Digitrust doing some good things, but they've tapped out and said, no, without, without special dispensation to, to be an, an identity cookie, we really can't keep doing things. And you know, outside of that, you, you basically have to go out of the browser to get identity. And the sneaky ways of doing that aren't viable there's no flash local storage anymore right the the, uh the html5 spec the the loopholes were discovered and closed so yeah there aren't sneaky ways of doing it so the main way that that i've seen companies moving to offer cross-site tracking identifiers is through hashed emails Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and it's just like you conceptually what you're doing is instead of the the server saying, "Hey, can you hold this cookie identity for me?" The you know, the the website is saying, "Hey, you human, can can you in your brain hold this identifier for me and identify yourself across the uh, across the different interactions?" 
So you know, that's that's the fundamental when you look at you know, what the Trade Desk is doing with their UID system. That's a hashed email system. What LiveRAM's authenticated traffic system, uh, ATS, it's authenticated traffic. Yes, ATS. System. Oh, don't ask or, me. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all the different offerings in the space are, are really thinking about how do we how do we go to that place where there's a hashed email? We're, we're asking the user to, to re-identify themselves across uh, across different public different publishers. Yeah, and and that's that's right. And it it, but that's it's somewhat problematic as well, right? I think that's the part that that I think that's what we want to you and I want to kind of talk about are some of the challenges to that and the and the fact of kind of what's left over. You know, on one hand, right, it makes it makes sense that I primarily use. A few email addresses. I, mm-hmm. You know, some people probably use one. I, I think <laughs> anyone in our space probably is using a few. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's just volume and control issues that you get, and obviously it's a it's a identifier that I you know as a user, I can remember my email address, therefore I can enter that in, a password thing. You know, to kind of <laughs> to help me can remember kind of what I've done there, and I'm in, and it's yeah. so it's not the heaviest lift to ask someone to again, re-register or go through other, anything else. Yeah. Right. So it, there's a part, it's a part of my digital identity <laughs> or persona as I have this email address and it's the one I use for when I'm, I'm surfing. Let's just say the, the, the top web, the, you know, the, 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 the news sites, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so that it makes sense. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the, I have recently installed a mail client for the first time in in years because I'm managing you know more than more than a handful of email addresses as you know <laughs> consult it turns out you know well, I've got you know one with one client I've got you know, it, it, it we end up with more email addresses and that gives me more opportunity to to use a different one on a different site and there is definitely work on you know, on registration systems and synchronizing, like if, you, if you've got a subscription, even if you've got a different email address, if you've got payment information, there's the possibility to create an identity graph based on, you know, at mailing address or, you know, other registration data, payment information that would allow any of these you know, more advanced systems that are, that are doing email hashing to, to, to do a better identity graph. Which... And when I hear you say that, and I think this is where we'll we'll dive into some of this, if I'm a user and just hearing you say, oh, no, it's okay if you use multiple email addresses, <laughs> the fact that you use the same credit card, we'll be able to kind of figure out who you are. There's an underlying loss of the spirit of what all of this is trying to get around, right? Fair, I, fair I, enough. <laughs> Right. Like there's a yeah, totally. like I'm not saying you're wrong. And I'm not saying like, and I'm not saying like we're the only ones that do this. Direct mail people have been doing it for for a long time. And and there is a, a, again, and companies have people who are doing this. So yeah, that like like we're replicating what other people are doing. But if <laughs> I always go back to kind of like this spirit of GDPR mm. of going like there's an aspect of going like my information is a piece of me. And so therefore I have a right to protect it. And you go like all of these things are just dancing around <laughs> that. And, and again, it might, it, it all, all come down to the value exchange, 
right? Yeah. That we have to sit there and establish. But but there is certainly like a challenge of sitting there going like, when I hear you say that, I'm like, is that one of those slippery slopes that we're it, like it totally going- is? It totally is. And and this there's one one concept that it's it's on the back of my mind, and it's one that that is coming forward, and it's about you know what are if if you're doing those identity graphs, if you're if if you're a company that that is making things, making targeting information or you know other other information used by advertising, if you're making that move around in ways that are unexpected to the user, what's your responsibility to moving like consent around and mm-hmm. opt out and and deletion under CCPA? Like you know, it, it, those things are. And th- this is bringing me back to like you know Microsoft days when we were doing some cookie jumping ten years ago, um, and there was that like if you're confident enough to map the targeting parameters from this identity that that was created based on a hashed email actually at that point sort of to this one that's kind of randomly assigned, then you should also be confident enough to move the opt out over and deal with the consequences of that and. I, that's not a conversation that's really happened in you know in our space. In our space, the opt out is oh yeah, you kind of put it in the in the cookie and it it gets deleted real quick. Yes, right. And right. yeah, you know, there, there's a new conversation to be had about you know consent and control that that's been started under GDPR. That's 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 just theoretically happening with all the uh, the consent management providers and CMPs, but you know there there are gaps in that system as well. And you know, that's not a not a mainstream thinking pattern yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I, 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 all I have is in my joke, which I will tell until I'm told to stop, which of course is for you to be anonymous. We need to know who you are. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that, that's the, there has to be a technology. There has to be a way to say, yes, I'm anonymous. <laughs> that's still and, funny. Uh, yeah. Just see, there we go. I, all I do is just for the, I do it for the laughs. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I think we could wrap up now. I've got my laugh. I can move on. No, so <laughs> okay. So well, talk about, to- <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So let's talk. Let's talk about those challenge. You know, with the hash. You know, email approach, the user piece of this, and then of course, just what's left on the publisher side. I think you've had some thoughts on on both those areas. Yeah, and I, I think what you were talking about in in terms of you know, there needs to be technology to be anonymous. I think that there are two that that when we when we think about registration wallets, when we think about authentication systems, there are a certain class of publishers that can and are willing to put up a registration wall of one one way or another. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain class of users that are, you know, that can and are willing to to share an email address. And you know, <clears throat> that leaves out, and it's 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 matters of degrees. So, you know, if, if you if you look at pool of publishers, and you look at a pool of users or humans, <laughs> um, and try to try to think about them as humans you know, because it's, that's what we are. Um, <laughs> you've got a, a set of humans and a, and a set of publishers, and you know, at some point, some of that population of humans is going to be uncomfortable sharing their email address with some of those publishers. Or unwilling to, it might might not be a comfort thing. It might be that they don't see a, a value exchange there. So there's there's some set of activity where the publisher doesn't want to or can't ask for email address, and the user doesn't want to give it to them. Right. So you know, there's this. We were talking early on about you know, the Safari carve out in the third party cookie context. Then you know, when we look at these replacements, there's a carve out as well of users and publishers who aren't exchanging emails. Right. 
Right. And you know, so that that leaves a gap where you know, it isn't technology, but it's it's just you know, somebody saying, no, I don't I don't want to share an identifier. And you know, the opt-out is kind of easy because you just don't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think that that leaves a uh, a great opportunity for technology to come in to improve the advertising experiences there. And I think there's a, you know, there's a big history of some attempts in that space. And you know, some of the work that I'm doing, one of the consulting gigs that I have right now is thinking about that space exactly. And that's the development of a targeting profile on the device itself. Right. So let's, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the registration piece, because I think you're right. And what, what to me is real interesting, I, I literally just first time having this thought. So we'll, we'll see where this goes. <laughs> is who loses is like the middle class uh, mm. of of publishers, right? Because there are sites that you trust inherently that they're going to, you know, if I, it's worth it for me to give some of my information to like an email address to any other information. It's, uh, it's already been established with like the New York times. <laughs> I know that I'm going to, to do that. Like that's, yeah. That, that's you know they and again think of think back when they did that how many people are like this is crazy that's just not going to work yeah. uh, and yet what they did is they learned over time with it and now everyone else is going hey I've got a year to stand up an entire relationship with my users that requires them to do this whoops and that's to me is like one of the scariest things of this is right. that not only is it to your point about what the the universe of publishers that can actually ask for information to the, the universe of users that would actually are willing to do that, but you haven't even started. And, <laughs> and like, and, and so as the identity solutions come out to sit there and touch on how, you know, hashed emails, you know, if you're doing nothing, what percentage do you think you're going to get to that's even meaningful? So we'll yeah. talk about that. Some of people are doing newsletters, and newsletters are a way into that world. And yeah. so again, if you have been putting weight on your newsletters, it's a good value exchange piece. And again, I think most publishers are. And But to me, there's a part that has come up on a couple of my earlier podcasts related to this, has been this requirement for publishers to have a conversation with users in a new way and gasp, it isn't one size fits all. <laughs> Right. Like you should know whether I've been to the site again, as long as the retracking allows it to be done. If you know, I'm a frequent visitor, yeah. treat me one way, maybe even on subsequent visits, change the message up, talk to me. Right. That's what's going to, I think, ultimately win. And what I don't, you know, I don't see that enough out there where, where people are just kind of going like, you've done your five articles, it's time to register and pay this <laughs> amount. And it's like, this is the first time you're mentioning it to me. I didn't realize yeah. that. Okay, goodbye. I'll, I'll go and see if I can find some else. So like, there's a top tier, the middle tier, which probably hasn't done enough. And then of course, there are going to be publishers who will never put this up almost as a reaction to going like, cool, <laughs> let them fight all of that. I'll just go... And by the way, I won't invest as much into content creation. I'll just right. copy what they're doing, right? That's yeah. like, you know, there's a whole segment of publishers that that's arbitrage and playing the game of publishing <laughs> that they do. So that's that to me is like a, a, a kind of a challenge with this in that middle class, the the loss of the, that group 
to me is critical. Yeah. Right. Cause that, that's, that's the internet being the internet really well. <laughs> so right? I, I, I totally, I, I think like the, the, the podcast that you did with uh, Sonali Verma was just fantastic. The work that the global mail is doing is tremendous in terms of le- like leveraging that, that conversation and taking that to, to amazingly new, new levels. I've also got a soft spot for global mail because as a child, like as, literally as a two-year-old, I had my first letter to the editor published at the Globe and Mail. Um, <laughs> okay. Because. Why are we doing a podcast about you at two years old writing into a newspaper? Well. Maybe, well, I guess we'll have to do another, yeah. another episode. So my dad worked for the Canadian government in Canada. And in order to criticize the government without it getting traced back to him, he would sign my name in his letters to the editors. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. I, I feel another episode coming on. I think it has nothing to do with technology. We'll get there. Uh, All right. But yeah, there, there is that, that middle class of publications who can't build an AI system to, to evaluate their users that you know, do have an investment in content, but have been not investing so much in ad technology or in customer relations. But it, it is one of those ones where, you know, and you know, we can talk about programmatic until the cows come home. One of the problems that it's, that's done is like, it's really easy to put programmatic advertising on your website. So you don't need as a publication to invest in having expertise in-house. And that is a major gap that we're going to see now you know, going forward, because there, there is a growing need to have technology in-house to, to have that conversation with the audience that's coming to, you know, to, to view the content. Otherwise, you're you're just you know going to the easiest solution, which is probably not going to be beneficial for you long term. Well, it's yeah, I I've, I've kind of long said right, like if you just do the the minimal amount, you know, the least amount of money you can make, right? There's right. Putting, putting some effort behind all that. So let's talk about so in in your in your mind that I think we've kind of established that publishers are going to have authenticated traffic and they're going to have non-authenticated it's it I, I think it's getting socialized enough that people are going to realize that it's what five ten and some people get to 15 percent of authenticated i mean i keep yeah. hearing people talk about those numbers so <laughs> what about the rest of it what, what, are your, what, are your, what are your thoughts in terms of trying to assign value to that non-authenticated thing or at least be able to transact or target or or yeah. Where have you been thinking about it? So one of the ideas that, you know, I mean, this is 15 years ago, Microsoft working there and working with an Israeli acquisition that was trying to develop at that time. I mean, and, and this was the era when, when Microsoft was looking at ad-funded software. Like, how do you do some really cool stuff like, you know, put ads into video games and, and develop a viewability measurement based on the angle that the the you know, virtual billboard is displayed. Um, right, or every every tenth tenth cell in Excel, you know, yeah, tenth <laughs> cell in Excel is you know sponsored by by someone. Yeah, that, yeah. that would you know like uh, I keep trying to type the words in the Microsoft Word and uh, it keeps coming up with an advertiser name. Yeah, yeah it's so funny. How that just works, yeah, Coca Cola sponsoring it this time, so any cola is Coke. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I tried writing p-e-p-s-i but it just uh, wrong auto corrects right away to coca-cola it's amazing how they do that yes sorry um, sorry so it's, but, it's just too rich of, of like <laughs> material for me on this okay so yes 
at Microsoft during that time. During yeah, Microsoft time, during right? that time was looking at how how do you do ad funded software, and there there are a lot of challenges to like you know offline measurement and trusting that things were going well, you know, that nobody was defrauding things, and you know actually getting buyers interested. But one of the one of the projects that was that was happening at the time was figuring out whether a, a local advertising profile could be created. So you know understanding the user interests based on what they were browsing, potentially asking them questions about you know, you know, preferences or you know, demographics, geographic location, all of all of those things that they're you know, inferred these days in third-party tracking systems, but building that profile locally. And the problem with it was that to be of value, that information couldn't be collected elsewhere, right? So if, if you're if you've just got the same information as a third-party system has, well, you know, why why would I buy that? Right, right. Yeah, and you know, I had a conversation with a company that ended up doing early on in their days. They ended up doing a a privacy product that shows you who's tracking you. But their initial investigations into potential you know, revenue models was a similar idea of actually going and creating that local profile and preventing other systems from getting the data. So <clears throat> you've got this anti-tracking system in place and <laughs> then you go to the people that you're blocking and you say, hey, would you like to have access to that profile? And you know, quite rationally, I think, they said, well, that might not be the best business model at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to hold my tongue because there's obviously some people in our industry that are doing quite quite that. It, yeah, is their model. But yes, and I'm working with It should raise eyebrows and go like, "Is this the best way to approach that?" But yes, right. okay. And I, and I think that's is, there's there's a difference when it starts out as. It, when that starts out as your business model and it kind of ends up as your business model. And I think that you know, there, there's some some difference there. But the uh, you know, now we're at a place where third-party tracking isn't viable, at least for that set of users who aren't authenticated. And I think it really is you know, a time that there can be a discussion about that, that you know, how, how do you get it so that the user has the technology to ensure their privacy, you know, whatever's best in terms of, you know, hey, instead of just being like, you have to choose Safari if you want privacy, or you have to choose you know, ad blocking even if you want to have privacy and saying, well, can can there be technology there that, that does, you know, what is going to be the default in two years in terms of privacy technology, and then also builds a local profile and funds some of that some of that <clears throat> infrastructure that's needed to preserve technology with better advertising. And so do you see that if I if I understand where you're going with that are you, so you're you're looking into or thinking about technology for myself as a user of the internet where again I'm I'm deciding who I am and what I'm willing to share and and then making that available again either site by site or as a general general piece of that mm -hmm. like, i think i think that there's right i think i think there is a part of all of this that goes in that direction i don't know what the impetus like what's what's going to push people over the edge to have that extra step and think about it 
Yeah. Right? I mean, I think that that's, that's part of the, the, the issue. And again, I can remember early in these conversations and, and people going like, let's, let's educate users. Well, you know, even, even <laughs> you know, some of those pieces are going like, really? Like I, you know, Maybe I'm cynical, but people are not necessarily all about getting educated, right? <laughs> sit there and talk about cookie privacy is, seems to be like an uphill uphill battle. Yeah, uh, but it does seem to be like there, there's almost a part again, and that might be maybe the maybe what the 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 inflection point is when it becomes really part of the browser. Hey, if yeah. you're wanting to visit the sites, you know, like th- this is something we need you to make this decision now. Go forward, and and again, something that says your experience is better or you can't get access to certain things. I don't, I don't know what it is because again, every time I think about those kind of things, GDPR rears my head and I go like, no, 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 there's, there's no penalty to the user for them using your stuff. And you're just like, wow, that just doesn't, I don't, I don't know how to navigate around that. That is a really hard one. And I, I think that, you know, right now, so I owe the company behind Adblock Plus. I've been working with them on a proposal for, you know, client side targeting that, that, couples uh, privacy tools and targeting on device and it's you know conceptual at, at this point and it's saying well hey you know the way to motivate users to install it in a way that kind of aligns with gdpr and doesn't ask the publisher to go and say hey yeah you, you get a different experience depending on things is to say well here's best in breed privacy technology right so here is what Safari is doing. Here's what Chrome's doing or will be doing in a couple of years. Here's you know, here's the portion of you know, some of the extensions that you could have for you know, a um, a privacy proxy. So taking that package of what would probably be you know either best in breed in a year or two or you know, what you'd be paying a couple bucks a month for. And saying, here's and you could talk about this, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You remember that this is being recorded. It's going into a podcast. <laughs> you started talking conceptually about what you're doing. And I was like, I wonder if he's off the reservation. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm clear. They're, they're okay. okay. They're okay with me. The, the well, piece I've is actually on about it. I've talked with them about it as well. And again, yeah. it is a really, a, a, there is a part of going consumer facing with this. I mean, mm-hmm. all the, co- all the conversation I think in the industry has been what we do amongst in our little world and then there are users, <laughs> yeah, and, and and humans as you identify humans uh, as as we're trying to say, yeah, that's exactly. And and so there's a part there of going like there there, it makes sense to have effort to the humans, yeah. Uh, while we're sitting there trying to work through the the other parts of it, it's part of the, it's part of the railroad, yeah. Right, it's the, it's the other part of the station here. If we don't build that, <laughs> we're just going to keep building railroad. So, <laughs> so yeah, and go ahead. No, no, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious as to where you go. Like again, there's there's something about the ad blocking piece of it to the best practices around ads, right? So again, mm-hmm. it's, there's all the uh, you know coalition for better ads. Something I talked about on an earlier podcast too that that makes sense, right? And at the same time, there's a piece of it of where that control is on that kind of decisioning. Mm-hmm. But if there's a piece there where, again, we can get users to identify themselves and there's value in them identifying themselves accurately, mm-hmm. right? You know, and, and, and I, I want to interrupt just a little bit because there's, yeah, a difference, there's a difference between identify and kind of, so there, there are three ideas floating around. One is identify, right? And that is, mm-hmm. 
what we did with third-party cookies and what we're doing with authenticated traffic, right? Where, where you've got that hashed email, that's an identity. There's discussion about cohorts, which is to say this set of users has the same core attributes and here's an identifier for this type of user. And then there's and what is being proposed in, in IO's spectacle proposal, which is more like at, at, attributing, and it's not, we, we've used attribution in... Wow, in, yeah, dude. Yeah, I, no. I let, let me get with your marketing people right now. You don't want don't, to say this about attribution, but yes, yeah. no, but, what you're but, saying. But it's like the 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 memberships, the segment memberships are the the things that are being shared instead of an identity. And yeah, you know, those those might change advertisement to advertisement, and, you know, you know, and you know, user preference over Got time. It. So you're not talking about getting me going like you are Rob Beeler, but you are you are the sum of your activities, behaviors, or anything else, again, as it relates to that time and moment for an impression. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, and and it wouldn't you wouldn't want to necessarily share everything because then you you think about fingerprinting and hey now now's a bunch of attributes to fingerprint you on and and so sharing a a small number of targeting profile attributes at any specific time and saying hey these are the ones that might be interesting. Yeah, it's where where my mind goes with that real quick on it is as as someone who still has to deal with RFPs from major agencies there is a aspect that things always still wind up heading toward demographics age yeah. gender household income then there's the then there's the wild and again I've I've actually wanted to create a catalog of these right of like you know someone who's adventurous with technology and they're going like <laughs> I don't I don't know that I got to say I forgot to ask people when they signed up on my website are you adventurous <laughs> with technology I mean it sounds like I don't know I'm talking about an <laughs> off-putting question uh, but they, you know, there's, there's, right there's like a, but there's a part of that that I don't know how much that makes sense obviously purchase and intention around purchase, you know, mm-hmm. is is certainly an area where that has worked, right? Yeah. We we are we are good at retargeting, we are good at remarketing, like nobody's <laughs> business, as if no one had ever thought to like, hey, someone just bought something, let's keep hitting them with ads. Uh, <laughs> that, that's sarcasm if that didn't come through the the podcast filters. But yeah, so that's that's interesting. I will let's let's circle back. The cohorts part of it has been. Interesting to hear about. Okay. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it. I I will make my. I have a, now have a, jo- a cohort joke. Oh, right. See, I'm getting all my material and trying it on you. <laughs> and this is because uh, Miles Younger had had posted on Twitter about a cohort conference, right? So an actual conference where people were talking about like this cohort technology. And my response to him was, if I can identify any individual that's at that conference, does the conference cease to be? <laughs> and and you know, therefore, to me, the idea there of like the, the whole cohort direction, perhaps I'm not thinking about the right way, but I just, again, see danger <laughs> of just sitting there saying like, in this group is someone you really, really want to talk to? Like, it's like saying, hey, come to the party. Yeah. Like the CMO for Coca-Cola is there and you want to sell them i'm not going to tell you who it is <laughs> at the party and if you could just sit there and talk to enough people you're going to kind of figure it out it's like yeah. it, it just, i i don't you, you well, tell me and, the and I think, not me. yeah and, uh, <laughs> i'm the technologist i i laugh at that a little bit i'm, I'm the guy with the uh yeah with a bit of background in technology but not yeah 
so one of one of the people I've worked with on on a couple of different projects, uh, Don Marty was with Mozilla for a while. It was a, with another group now. Posted a great teardown of cohorts, which is to say, like let's just do the you know, let's do a browser plugin to share cohort ID, and everybody use the same one. That is, you know, you know it's a great one. But I, I think you know, your party idea is like you know, is how events are sometimes sold, where it's you know you're not saying this the the CMO of Coca Cola is going to be there, but but CMOs from you know, large, yeah, exactly, large right. companies are going to be there. This class of this class of users and you know, or th this class of titles from this class of business is going to be present at this event. And so, I think there's there's a foundation that's in in the thinking about cohorts, which is you know, it, it's founded in real world practices. Where you know, there's there's definitely you know, it's it's taking those those marketing parameters and saying hey this is this is a way of potentially doing it but there's a lot of flaws to it as will be with any of these new right right absolutely yeah you know, we don't have 15 plus years of trying to break it <laughs> and fixing the ways that people have figured out how to break it to get through it and that's going to be the you know, as as we talk about. Yeah, and we we said we weren't going to talk about the seabirds, tur turtle dove, and all those ones. Yeah, we'll 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 while we save an episode for or you know all the uh, the species that are coming out. I, all I will say is this: is that um, my solution will be called the the blue footed booby. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just taking that one. I, I will work out the technology later, but I figure I figure if I sit there and put the, and, and put socialize that enough, people will just stop with the bird <laughs> thing and just move on to some some other animal or other thing. Yeah, but. Yeah, the, but the the digression over that way is to say that you know, the conversations even in that space are very much like let's just make this work and worry about things like fraud later and you know and that's scary you know, and I think that's you know especially as we move to more private advertising like if if we're moving to a place where the the profile is created totally on device trusting that is going to be a hard problem. And I think that's going to be an interest, a really, for me, really interesting one to solve, uh, especially yeah. if we're not going into a blockchain-based solution or you know, a, a wallet and the testers and, and all that type of thing. Like find, finding the balance of you know, technology that you can trust will have a, a, you know, a low enough level of, of, imp, of, uh, of fraud while also being sufficiently valuable that, you know, that advertisers want to buy against it is is going to be a, a challenge and i think that you know getting getting feedback getting some brains thinking about that is where we want to be because you know, there's there's definitely challenges coming yeah and that it's funny you you you, you unintentionally stole my wrap-up question <laughs> in, in, in the phrasing of it which was was going to be again where should so so this has been good to lay out some of this and, and again thinking about more the the human side of it there's there's more to be discussed on any of these individual parts to it but you know one of the parts that i struggle with right now uh, especially on because i'm i'm more on the publisher side of this is where to dedicate my thinking and or resources around it uh, mm -hmm. you know one of the things that i feel on the identity front is it's not wrong to engage with these identity solutions, but just trying them, but not working the problem is, is like, it's just, it's like you're, you're checking boxes, but you're not really 
understanding underlying the core of it. And at the same mm-hmm. time, I don't even know as a publisher, you know, when I, when I put on, you know, just a single publisher hat, I'm not even sure how much impact I have on anything and I need lead, people to lead. Right. And work out the technology. Like I'm not, you know, again, like, you know, as, as an ad operations person, I can't think anyone in, in some of the publishers I work with that they should say, all right, stop it. You need to now work out and understand how cohorts work right. and work out this level. Like people are going to have to solve this problem, but where, where, where would you put some weight in terms of where you think people should be starting to address this so that we could start to create the right foundation? Yeah. And I think that, I think that, you know, I think I've been spending a bit too much time thinking about Bitcoin okay. and I'll, I'll get there, right? Because one of the things that is bringing Bitcoin into kind of this, this rise that, that we're seeing these days is better understanding, better adherence to regulation. So a lot of know your customer, KYC type things. And I think that is what comes back to what publishers should be doing right now, right? Understanding their audience, understanding their audience's goals, understanding why the audience that they have is coming to their sites and reestablishing their own self-worth. Publishers deliver value to their audience. And I think that publishers have undervalued themselves for a really long time and haven't had the expertise to understand that, you know, hey, if I've got a relationship with with my audience, it's not because they're just, you know, hitting Google search and coming to my page every time. It's because they appreciate the community. They appreciate, you know, the, the roster of writers that I have or the services that I provide. So really understanding the 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 relationship with the the variety of different, you know, types of audience that they have that's that's the biggest investment and that you know leads into the more cynical things of like well this means that if they value it this much then i can put a, a strong reg wall if if you know if they really really value what i'm providing i can i can put a paywall in front there you know <laughs> and and some of those things but really understanding and appreciating the value that publications can you know can and do bring to their audience is i think the the foundational piece you you hit on something I hadn't thought of, of when you talk about Bitcoin and I, I roll my eyes, but then I sit there and think about it to your point, Bitcoin and, and crypto has matured, mm-hmm. right? In other words, as in, instead of it just being a rogue, you know, currency, it is now something to which if anything, I know where that Bitcoin's been, where <laughs> I know the dollar bill in my wallet, I have no idea where it's been. Right. Right. Yeah. That gets really interesting when you think about it in terms of users to my website. Mm. The publishers don't have the maturity of understanding. They just see I've got X number of users right. and they pass freely. But if they start to actually, again, to, the, to your point, really start to you know understand them and, and get that and, and kind of have that piece to it. Again, it's a two-way street. You have to do it, you know, with with intention. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, the value can be assigned in ways that you can start to do it. I think we're yeah. onto something here. Yeah. Right when I'm here wrapping it up, I'm just, I'm just like, kind <laughs> new of new set that. of ideas. So, that that yeah, is like, I, yeah, right. But, moving away from global addressability and having these 
cohorts of publications, these this you know subsets of of audience that they're like, no, hey, here's a set of publishers working together, uh, whether facilitated through client side things or or you know, a collaboration of you know get the local you know get get a bunch of publications together operating their own single sign in system. And what I like about it too is again, if there's is then to be able to. The buy side doesn't trust the sell side when it comes to, oh, you think you know your audience? Well, I've got this third-party data that that says that, you know, <laughs> they're men or women or whatever. Like, it's, it's nonsense. It's just easily sourced information. Yeah. But I, as a first party, the again, the level of maturity of understanding my audience and, again, the mechanisms around that then make that, I won't say irrefutable, but it certainly <laughs> puts, again, value to where the, you know, like, yeah, I understand your methodology. You now, right. I now understand the methodology by which you are doing this in such a way to go that works. And again, there might be three, four different solutions, you know, and avenues to get there between what yeah. you said with identity and cohorts to to what you're working on with IO. Like, there's a piece there. Like, you know, it's a it's a lenses, right? Yeah. You're just sitting there trying to figure that out. Oh wow, see, like, I'm trying to wrap this up, right? It's like, it got me going on my analogies here. But uh, well, look, how about this? How about this? This 2021 is going to be the year where this is going to be discussed ad infinitum, yes. ad being such a key piece of that. <laughs> uh, in so many ways. I'm so, so sorry. Three new material pieces that yeah, are, oh, are rehashed. Uh, Brett, I, I, you, are, you are my best person to sit there and just for me to create new new jokes. Uh, At least in this conversation. We will have this conversation again, right? And I Perfect. think what we'll do is hopefully what we'll see is some progress in certain areas and and dive into it deeper. But I really appreciate the conversation and and, and thank you for, again, coloring it and giving color to, to this conversation in a way for people to start to, again, think about really at what level we have to start to think about these things. There's, there's mm. some real fundamental elements. We can't start, you know, start picking this shit out, right? So, Rob, it has been fantastic. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, to you chat. got it. You and, got it. And, uh, uh, yeah. we, we, will, we will talk again. We will talk again. It sounds good. Thanks again to Brendan. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and please create an account on Beeler.tech to keep up on all the industry leading shenanigans that we put together, the hoodlums that we are. Thank you for listening this far, mom. Love you.